It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. We want to just say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure, make sure, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Really, really appreciate that in advance because guess what, guys? When you leave us a five-star review, that lets everybody know in the world that we are great. And why would you want to keep that a secret? I mean, I just don't understand. Like, come on now. Share the good news. All right. <laughs> uh, well, today is uh, Tuesday, and a lot of interesting things are going on in the NFL as far as we got cut day coming up in the afternoon, and we had a couple of leaks already. We'll talk about that. And now, you know, obviously with Drake London, you know, having the injury issues, uh, he, got, he had his um, first catch in the Falcons uniform, and – Starting to get a maybe getting a little concerned about his availability for the New Orleans Saints. We'll talk about that. And I think the master plan that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith came up with, it is starting to work. And last but not least, and for the culture, Trey out here working with the chef, getting cooking lessons. We'll talk about that. But first, we got to talk about Drake London. Obviously, he ended up getting his first catch against the Detroit Lions and he came up a little lame T and he we haven't seen him since from a practice standpoint or in any any games and I think that when you talk about a first round pick Mm -hmm. actually you know um, getting that amount of action in the preseason is he going to be ready for the New Orleans Saints on September 11th yeah one would hope that that is the reason that they have kept him out of practice and out of right. games so far we're talking about 18 days and counting since the last time we saw drake london on, on a football field moving around in game day action or, or practice action if you will so and, and again that's us seeing him now who knows he might have been on the side and we might have missed him but for the most part right yeah. we must have really seen him practicing in these last 18 days so yeah hopefully they are being precautious there is a a precautionary measure for them and they're just making sure that hey with some of the injuries that we know you know the issue that he had already come in with when he was drafted on that same leg by the way that right ankle that right knee if you will maybe they're just trying to be precautious but I will tell you Jarvis it does concern me a little bit because as you're starting to install the game plan and as they were starting to open up the playbook for Desmond Ritter and even a little bit more for Marcus Mariota well, one of your playmakers, maybe your second playmaker in command behind Kyle Pitts, wasn't really there. So, right. yeah, I just think hmm, wish you could have in there so that it, he won't have so much rust. He'd be much more able to hit the ground running in week one. And, and the thing, the, the funny thing, kind of, kind of about that, like was last year we didn't get it. We what saw Kyle Pitts for what one play in the preseason last year? We were like, all right, the first round pick comes around this year. Yeah, we will get a chance to see Drake London and. Never mind. He gets hurt right after the first play. But, I mean, Arthur Smith was asked about Drake London. And he, from what we get gathered from him, you know, 
being that it's almost like squeezing um juice out of a, a, a lemon trying oh, yeah. to make lemonade when it comes to get information from um, coach smith but he did say that you know everything seems to be on track um mm-hmm. is what they're expecting and and i think that him being out you know for for like 18 days like you mentioned i think that has something to do with it so you know, go ahead and get healthy. Go ahead and continue to work out. Get in that playbook and 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 understand what's going on and what you're up against as a rookie wide receiver mm-hmm. coming into the league. And I think that they'll work them in uh, accordingly. And I don't think that you know there'll be a, a situation where you know they're gonna put him in a position to, where he can't be successful. And I think, like you said, I think they're gonna kind of maybe uh, spoon feed him a couple couple uh, plays here and there if he's ready to go against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. And you know, when we speak of being ready to go, Dave online is probably a place where you should be ready to go. Now, listen, if you're like many of us, you are excited that maybe there will be some student loan relief in your future. But if that's something that's not in your future, or if that's something that's not going to give you the relief that you need instantaneously, because we know that's going to be a minute before we actually see results, then you go to Dave. That's where he can help. And that's really because, like a friend of mine has always said, there's no stress like financial stress. And maybe if you need to borrow a little cash, you can do that with Dave. This is a banking app that you can use. It can help you to get $500 instantly with extra cash. And there's no interest, no credit check needed. So millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. You can do the same if you're in a pinch. Download that Dave app. That's a helping hand for the future you now. From the App Store right now, or at least after this show, you can go and look for D-A-V-E, that's Dave, sign up for an extra cash account. Again, get the $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, you're also, you can go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply, banking provided by Evolve. And again, your future, you will thank you. Yes, they will thank you. So yeah, go and get some help. If it's out there and it's there for you, for the taking, go ahead, get that help so you can get back on track, um, followed by Dave. Now, speaking of getting back on track, Deion Jones is a guy that the Falcons need to get back on track, whether that be in a Falcons uniform or mm-hmm. is it uh, packing him, packing his bags and getting him shipped off to somewhere for some uh, late-round draft compensation. Um, yeah. I think those are a couple of options that I think the Braves – not the Braves, excuse me, the Falcons will want to um, go ahead and take advantage of. But, yeah. T, I think one of the things that – you know, when you, when you think about Deion Jones is – and it, we talked about – kind of touched on it a little bit yesterday as far mm-hmm. as the usage, right? And I think that one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that they were using him in third and pass situations on third mm-hmm. downs mm-hmm. and even went into the second half of the game playing special teams. Yes. Now, when you look at – and I went to Spotrack and I started looking up a couple of things, you know, and I saw that, you know, hey, Deion Jones is on the hook for probably about $9.6 million or so mm-hmm. uh, from a, a salary, and he has a dead cap hit of about $20 million. Yeah. Now, based off the things that I just listed, this is the former guy – there was a guy who, you know, who who was considered the best linebacker or young enough to become a linebacker in the NFL at some point in his mm-hmm. career. From a usage standpoint, does it make sense for them to have a guy like that being used as a specialist? <laughs> does that make sense to you, T? Well, do those two things go together? 
<laughs> According to the 49ers, it makes perfect sense because that's pretty much what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. So mm, there are point. moments where you know that the trade market is not what you want it to be. The 49ers found that out the hard way and they figured, you know what? It's cheaper to keep her, as in him. Mm. So they decided, hey, in case Trey Lance goes down at some point during the season, we at least have him and maybe we can reconvene this at a later time. And then, of course, they put some incentives in that contract in terms of him being able to basically walk away and not and walk away unscathed. Could be a similar situation with Deion Jones, where the Falcons have just not heard that right offer. So it's better to just put him out there as they can to show that, hey, at least he's still healthy, right? And right. then when that offer comes, whether they do any type of restructuring like a Jimmy G or whether they finally get the offer that they need or want, then, yeah, you'll, you know, you definitely will move on from him. I, I still believe that, that this is a showcase and that they're still looking to move on. But if you don't and you know that he does not fit the scheme because he's not the build of the Lorenzo Carter or a Rashawn Evans, he's not the build of, you know, those guys that you're looking to really shore up in your linebacker core then right. yeah, you put him in, in special plays and still get something out of him if you have to keep him this season. And and that's the thing, right? I think the, the biggest the biggest thing in all of this, right? I know a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, love Deion Jones for yeah, the yeah. reasons that I mentioned earlier about mm-hmm. him being one of the best young up-and-coming linebackers at some point during the season he started dealing with injuries or what have you. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Falcons, they told us, they told us, yeah. You know, they told us what they were doing. They basically moved on, and they, they, from a from a scheme standpoint, mm-hmm. and from a just a personnel standpoint. Yeah. You know, the guys that they brought in, the guys that they drafted this year, mm-hmm. the guys that they pointed out on the roster that were already on the roster when they took over, and said, you know what, this is the guy that I feel that can be our play caller. Dean Pease said that about Michael Walker. Those are his words, not mine. And I think that when you look at those those that particular situation, it's just like. All right, it was just a matter of they weren't able to find what, like you mentioned, they weren't able to find on the trade market what they were looking for. So mm-hmm. I think right now, as you said, you, you put him out there, you see, show that he's actually healthy. And mm-hmm. I think at some point, like you mentioned, Deion Jones will not be on this roster because I don't see him for 17 games being a, a, a third and long uh, specialist and playing special teams. I just yeah. don't see that in Deion Jones' future with, in the Falcons uniform. But, T, speaking of the future, how about this? Um, later on tonight at 720, the Braves will be taking on the Colorado Rockies. Yay. Max Fried is going to be on the mound. <laughs> the Yay. ace is going to be on the mound. So, hey, we have something to look forward to, right? <laughs> Absolutely. For a couple of reasons. Number one, like you said, Max Fried, the Magnificent, is back on the mound. Eight innings in his last like outing. Game. One run, about nine strikeouts, one walk. I mean, just doing the darn thing. So, yeah, love to see him back in. And also, Jarvis, this was where everything started to turn for the Braves back in June when they got the Rockies for four straight. So mm-hmm. looking at them, kind of putting the Cardinals behind them, this is the kind of series that you want to kind of get back on track. And then this was really about a week or so after we got to see Michael Harris II for the first time. And I am here to tell you, with the Braves still being – having the second best record in the majors right there behind the Dodgers, by the way, they're they're pretty much one, two. I don't think it's coincidental that the Braves went on that run when MH2 came up from double A. So again, got the Rockies, you got Max Freed, 
You got Michael Harris II, who was good for you then and has been a part of this run now. Time to feast, Braves. Time to feast. It is time to feast indeed. You got ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and T right here. But coming up next, though, don't go anywhere because we're going to tell you exactly how Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith's plan has come to fruition. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Locked On Sports Atlanta. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I'm Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And we appreciate you guys for being our ATL Day Ones fam. Appreciate you continuing to download us wherever you get your podcast and listening and giving us five-star reviews. That really encourages us and motivates us to keep bringing you the best content that we can. And as always, we also appreciate you guys for subscribing to us on our YouTube channel for Locked On Sports Atlanta, getting us closer and closer and closer to 4,000 subscribers. And speaking of getting close to something, we have now closed out the preseason for the Falcons and for the NFL. And now we are getting ever so close to cutting the rosters down to 53. The 53 man roster time is upon us. Now, Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot definitely have some hard decisions to make. And according to our sources, they have made some of those hard decisions already. And you and I started this conversation yesterday, right, Jarvis? Mm -hmm. We talked about a few guys that made good cases, or so we thought, for themselves to make the team. So before we start talking, maybe drilling down into some position groups or maybe sliding into the position groups, give me your reaction, especially when we heard that Frank Darby was cut and he was one of the guys that you really said showed that he had that potential to, to maybe uh, get make the roster. I think when you think about it, like, but I, I preface my statement by saying, yes. hey, you know, he's a good teammate. He's a guy that, you know, you, you love having the, those type of guys around because when you're going through the drills of, of training camp or, or even, mm-hmm. even spring training, you need somebody that has that energy and always, you know, is always in a good mood and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to play football. Yes. And, you know, he was a late-round pick last year. So mm-hmm. I think you were looking for him to make a little bit more plays going into this second year. And I think – and obviously he did not do that. But, you know, you saw some some decent things enough to where that's why that, you know, the, the also report that came with the, him being cut was that mm-hmm. he's a prime candidate for uh, for the practice squad. So, you know, I think that the Falcons, hey, he's not developing like we probably thought he probably would have coming mm-hmm. into his second year. But I'm not too surprised by it, you know, when you think right. about it, T, because like you said, he made some plays, but he didn't make mm-hmm. enough. He didn't make that exactly. And what I like about the call as well is that Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are not afraid to cut bait on their draft pick. So right. you can appreciate that saying, hey, it's not working out. We have a pretty good wide receiver room. So I think it's safe to say that we can move on. And speaking of that, when we talk about the position groups, that position group still seems to be solid, even in the departure of a of Frank Darby or even before then um, an Auden Tate, if you will. So mm-hmm. when you look at the position groups, who do you feel like may still be maybe the hardest to get a read on or which one are you looking to say, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen to them as far as these roster cuts? I'll probably have to say the defensive line, right? Because I think that was one one group as a whole um, mm-hmm. that, that shined in the, in the last um, preseason game because you got guys like Derek Tangelo, you know, yes. um, the guy, guy coming out of um, Penn State, obviously, you know, he was mm-hmm. roommates with Arnold Ebiketti, so they have that relationship there, that Penn State connection. And I think that you saw him getting those TFLs because 
We're not really used to seeing that when it comes to defensive no. line. I'm gonna be straight up with you. Yeah. Outside of Grady Jarrett, right? There's no, nobody's done that. Nobody's done that. You know, so I think that you know when you see defensive linemen out there, got interior guys making those type of plays. Yes. that's what you've been begging and and, and pleading for mm -hmm. the Atlanta Falcons to get on this team because yeah. you need those things in order for the next level to work out, right? But like if mm -hmm. the defensive lineman is getting that that penetration and making plays in the backfield, that's going to make the linebacker core better. So yeah. if they can be able to see what's going on. And then if they're able to see what's going on and be better, then guess what? That's making the secondary be better. You know, that because if those guys are getting that pressure, mm -hmm. then the secondary is going to be able to get those turnovers. And then if you're getting turnovers – it, it's just it's just a, 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 it's just building blocks, right? Yeah. Like it just yeah. everything has an effect on each other. Each level has an effect on one another, and I think that when you know you you see those guys like uh, also Nick Thurman. Nick Thurman mm -hmm. is a guy who's been playing well. Also Timothy yeah. Horn, he's a guy that you know that's been able to get been playing well. So I'm really intrigued about. We didn't see we didn't see um, as of this recording we didn't see any defense right. line being cut. So right. I think that the Falcons are probably going to take this bad boy all the way up to. Um, it's time to get down to the 53 for sure. I, I think so as well. And one that was kind of a head scratcher for me and kind of the hardest to get a read on was the running back room because yeah. I know we both agreed on in our Monday episode that we thought we anticipated Kadri Allison was going to be cut, yep. and he was. But yep. little shocked about Caleb Huntley. That was an interesting one because I, I felt like for the most part he made his case during the preseason and all throughout camp that he could at least make the roster. But again, maybe he's a guy who comes back on your practice squad and then maybe he eventually gets his opportunity. But when I then look at the depth chart, I'm like, well, obviously they're still good to go because you've got CP, you have Damian Williams, you have Tyler Algier. So you're not yes, exactly no. in trouble. By not hurting. <laughs> you're not hurting for running backs at all. And if by chance you get in that situation, in addition to Huntley, you never know who might be out there on the waiver wire that you could pick up should you need the depth, but I think they're good enough to have the depth. Now, speaking of, as we always say, when you now look, once you get that 53-man roster and you know what the Falcons are going to be working with, if you want to know what that might look like for them and what that means for them in week one, it's bet online to get all your information about what the betting lines might look like against the Saints. Guess what, y'all? BetOnline.net is the fastest, easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. And speaking of number one source for online games, mm -hmm. guess what's coming up? Georgia, Oregon. Oh, my goodness. Come on, put some money down, man. Understand what it is with going down with the Bulldogs at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They, they ready to go kick some tail. They ready to prove some things. Or if you, that's not your cup of tea, and that's not your stilo, hey, go ahead and check out September 11th. The Falcons will be taking on the New Orleans Saints right here. The, you know, the Aints are coming to town, y'all. So go ahead. And, and if you're not quite sure what's gonna how, how the game going to go down, Bet online, you know, is your top. Like, they have all the wagering information that you need from live in-game betting scores, and they even have podcasts. We know you listen to the podcast because you rocking with us. Why else? <laughs> you know, just go ahead, add it to the list after us, right? You no, know, don't be, don't be trying, don't be cheating on us. No, we won't play around like that. But so, I think you know, you need to head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening today. Because guess what, y'all? Bet Online is where the game starts. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Indeed it does. And we can't wait to see what it's going to look like come week one when the game starts. And that really tells us a lot about what Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith may be looking at so that they can gear up, not just for week one, of course, but really for this entire season. And you made a great point. The D-line room is actually pretty loaded as far as quantity is concerned. Now, the Mm -hmm. question becomes whether there's enough quality in that core for Fontenot and Smith to stay put, stand pat, or do you think maybe they're going to start looking around the league to see if there are any players, any D linemen who may, maybe they didn't fit the team scheme whom they were on, just like Debo maybe is not fitting this scheme, but maybe they they can fit the Falcon scheme. So you think they're going to maybe look around the league for more D linemen? Absolutely, T. Um, Just from... Just from a like now we talked about Derek Tangelo, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. this guy is gonna come in and make and get seven sacks for you. That's right. not what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. saying that there are some guys that are on the back end of this roster that you're gonna have to really make some decisions on to, as to mm-hmm. whether or not you wanna get those, see what they can do in real live game action during the season. And that's a whole nother level, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, if those guys aren't that you know but they are still worthy of enough of keeping around obviously then you go to the practice send them to the cut them and then go to the practice squad mm-hmm. but i think that when you think about the way this the way this roster is constructed right there are situations going on all around the league so and i think that when you think about what terry font knows base is he's mm-hmm. a pro nfl scout so he is used to doing this he's a pro personnel scout he's used to doing these things so i think that and Arthur Smith even said himself that this 53 is fluid because you don't have the fourth game this year. Right. So, right. You, know, right. you, you know, so you essentially you have a lot of time on your hands to, mm-hmm. to do a lot of research. And I think that <laughs> I think Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith are going to be watching a lot of film once mm-hmm. these roster cuts gets made, get made. Yeah. And there's going to be some guys who might make the 53. And right. then you might not see them on the active roster next week because they brought mm-hmm. somebody else in. They feel that can be a better fit at the moment. Agreed. Agreed. And I think the other space that you may see some of that shift after the fact is in the O-line room. Because I know for me, mm. I'm a little that Justin Schaefer got cut. Uh, and yeah. I expect to see him back on the practice squad. I really do. But with that said, I wouldn't be surprised if they're not on the lookout for exactly somebody because listen right excuse me sorry about that team no, my bad because listen listen <sighs> at 60 percent we said okay okay maybe now 80 percent of that line is solidified okay we'll go ahead and give the nod to elijah wilkinson for being solid no doubt but that center space that's still really, really shaky. So I'm like, mm, really interested to see what they do the rest of the way because there have been some pundits who said they wouldn't be surprised if the likes of a Jalen Mayfield, just as an example, would be go- like they wouldn't be surprised if a Jalen, you know, Mayfield is gone or 
And of course, that's that's more on the left guard side. But or mm-hmm. if Drew Dahlman and Matt Hennessy stick around for the moment, but then we see mm-hmm. on the other side that yeah, it's it's a solo situation for them. It's it's a yeah, if if they can pick up anybody else. But speaking of picking up. You know, we love to see the videos coming down through pickup games as the (laughs) NBA gets ready for training camp and the regular season. And this next one that we got to talk to you guys about, man, listen, we'll tell you about it in For the Culture. Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to just say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. Thank you for downloading us wherever you get your podcast and leaving a five-star review if you have not done that. Thank you for listening and watching us, but you need to go ahead and like and subscribe to what we got going on right here on ATL Day Ones because we're just amazing and we're doing this doggone thing. You know, my mom taught me for a long time to be humble. Uh, you know, I, I'm I, in certain situations I remain humble, but hey, in this one, T, hey, we Brad. we doing this doggone thing, and we appreciate y'all for for uh, congratulating us and, and doing the, doing that doggone thing as well. But T, this is. For the culture, it is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And I think that this first story is very fitting because, you know, I talked about Trey Young, you know, getting with the chef. Not necessarily a chef that cooks Mm -hmm. food, but a chef that cooks on the court. And that's Steph Curry. Um, He and uh, Steph Curry were getting their ball on. They were in the uh, Rico Chines Run League. So, you know... A lot of these leagues are going on popping up nowadays where mm-hmm. all these NBA players are going in and doing their thing. And it was this video just shows Steph Curry and Trey Young absolutely just getting busy on the basketball court. And I got a I came across this question to you. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it at you and kind of get your thoughts. And of course, it's from social media. So if it's it's a little crazy, I, I'm not taking credit for it. Okay. <laughs> What in the world would Trey Young have to do in order to be in consideration to be the league MVP? How would that Hawks season have to go? That is a great question. Well, first of all, you know, I made a run. It was, and I promise you it was a joke. When we looked at the video, I was like, I didn't see the off-ball work. I didn't see the off-ball work. <laughs> yes. You know? That was so hilarious. Right I laughed out loud. Yes. yes, we had to laugh because it was so much of a joke, but in the answer to the impartial answer to this question, that would be it. The evolution of mm. his game, because yes. if you are moving off the ball and that helps others to get involved, or it helps you to come back to the ball and, you know, just kind of um, evolve your shot and your shot selection. That's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. And I think that when you look at a Steph Curry, for example, everybody else on the court, Michael Jordan, everybody else on the court was forced to be better. Yeah, you have no choice. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You have no choice. But and and I think as he starts to get everybody around him to kind of play at that higher level, and even if he could just add little tools, if you will, because think about it. It's not like Steph has more than about five or six rebounds on average a year, but the efficiency with which he plays on offense, the limiting the turnovers, if you will, the assist, meaning that you are getting everybody else involved. That's the kind of thing you have to do. And not so much will your team into the Eastern Conference Finals, but literally get them there and make some noise like you did a couple of years ago. And right. I believe if you just put those things together and just be even like a take everything up at least a level, sometimes two levels in the case of the defense, if you will. But I do think there's going to be a commitment there because you've got DeJounte Murray, who's committed to it. 
that may bring his level up is something that Nate McMillan has talked about as well. I think if he starts playing in those spaces and places, yeah, then we can start to have a conversation for MVP. But first things first, we got to at least get him to the point of not that he deserved to be on third team, by the way, last year, but let's start talking about getting him to second team. Let's start talking about getting him to first team and then we can start talking MVP. Yes, I I think that's one of the things that you got to get the national media on board because we've understood what how that works when it comes to the city of Atlanta and its professional players. Like it takes all every each and every person on to be on board from the national to the local to other coaches, you know, prominent coaches around the NBA just to even have them even in the conversation. So Mm -hmm. I think that for him to even be maybe a finalist. I think he would absolutely have to do exactly what you said. Like you talking about off ball play because he was one, even though it was a small sample size, mm-hmm. he was really good, you know, in the spot up shooting like, um, category um, from yeah. shooting back from three. So I think that that's some of the things that if you're talking about elevating that aspect to your game, where you don't know who's going to be bringing the ball up the floor in, in those crunch moments, when it comes to DeJounte Murray or Trey, that you talking about some dangerous stuff, and I think that offense will look amazing if you know, Trey is able to elevate his game to that level. So, I, I think that it was something that I thought that was pretty interesting um, um, that, that that I wanted to throw at you. But I think one more thing that is really interesting to you is that the fact that you know we got news that Calvin really was a target in some some armed robberies. In the city of Atlanta, the Fulton County uh, DA is is on the rampage, and she just announced that there was going to be some charges coming along. We'll talk about that. But first, T, tell the folks about Coffee AM and how they are just helping everybody out in the morning. Yeah, I could have used the help yesterday, so I'm going to run it back to Monday. (laughs) Because I seem a little bit more refreshed today, but man, Monday was a beast. So Sunday night. Um, I'm, I'm already getting myself prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Laid everything out. I'm sure you guys do the same, especially if you, if you have kids, your clothes, your backpacks, all of that, your, your lunch, all of it. So I kept thinking, however, in the middle of the night, what if I missed this? What if I forgot that? What if I forget this? Because yesterday I had to go to the radio station. I had a Zoom call. I had the podcast and I had a wedding all in. Ooh. Yes, all on a Monday. On a Monday. On a Monday. Goodness. So don't be like me. Please don't forget your coffee AM at your house. Please get your coffee AM because you're going to need it for days like that. You're always <clears throat> going to need <clears throat> what you could get. <clears throat> and you hear that? You know what clears that up? Coffee AM's tea. The tea. I'm telling you, the green tea is amazing. Once again, that's where I'm going as soon as we get off the air because sometimes get a little bit of flux in there and I need some help. So if you want the coffee side of it so you can be your best self and all energetic, go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on is where it begins for you because that's how you can get 15% off your first order. And don't forget the tea. It really does clear you up and it allows you to just feel refreshed as well. The green tea is a good look. And then if you want somebody else to experience what you've experienced with Coffee AM, the best small batch roaster in the country, getting everything from all over the world with fair trade and direct trade and organic products, if you will, again, go to locked on, excuse me, go to coffeeam.com slash locked on and look out for that 15% on your first order because you guys deserve to be as energized as you need to be 
when you're watching ATL Day Ones. Yes, I think I think the uh, district attorney for Fordham County has a lot of energy because oh, she is coming yeah. in and 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 throwing every, the book at these folks. And, and I think that what is the Rich Gang, I believe, yeah. uh, Rich Bird Gang, Rich Gang, whatever their name is, um, they were enlisted in, in you know an indictment that you know they were targeting athletes, uh, uh, movie stars, and, and people who are flashing quote flashing jury on social media. Yeah. And and I think Calvin really was one of the people listed persons listed on in that particular indictment that, as a target. And I think that was it kind of go all makes sense. Right. I tweeted out. It all makes sense now. Right. Because we go back to last year mm-hmm. when, you know, uh, Calvin really kind of stepped away from the game. I was talking to some different people who's close to his camp. And and this was brought up. This was saying mm-hmm. like, hey, apparently somebody had tried to rob him yes. or while he was in there or his family member may have may or not have been in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that when you think about that type of stuff, T oh, yeah. that can really mess with your head. It can, it really does because it's the sanctity of your home. I mean, this is the place right. that we come to and we just want peace. We just right. want to close the door and whether it was bad traffic or a bad day at the office or what have you, this is your sanctity your sanctuary and it should not be disrupted and listen if i want to be online you know just it if i want to be online just kind of celebrating right then that's okay for me to do and i'm sorry you're not going to tell me cal ridley is like the super duper flashy guy and you darn sure aren't going to make me believe brad zan is that dude like no no not yeah that is a very hard sell to you i concur right you just decided that these are the people that you wanted to target but and for whatever reason you just decided to go for it, but baby, apparently you did not know about the Fulton County attorney because she is not here to play with you. So warning for everybody out there that thinks, especially doing not so smart stuff, like putting the stuff in your lyrics, you know, this is where it's one of those times Jarvis, where you kind of wish that they were just fake and fronting in their lyrics and not actually mm-hmm. trying to yeah. live out the thuggery. Yeah, we we're not about living out the thuggery. And on a lighter note, before we get out of here, T, I got to tell you about last night, right? So sitting here, um, in the room, my wife and my, my my oldest daughter was sitting here. You know, she just started playing, taking tennis lessons, right? So you know, my, my wife was like, "Hey, should have her come down and watch the match." You know, Serena's yeah. first match of the U.S. Open was on last night, and we kind of watching the match, and and you know. My my daughter, I was telling my daughter like who she was, and that's why I kind of even joked with her when she put the the hat on with having a little mm-hmm. ponytail out the back. I like, all right, Serena, I see you, you know. So right. I was like, this is who I was talking about right here. She's like, oh okay, you know, Serena Williams. So and it was just something that was really cool when she was just like, she was like, Daddy, I want to be good like Serena Williams, and I was just like, man, that is like, it it, it makes you really just think about what it is to be able to identify with somebody that looks like you like when she's like the way she was being talked about the way she was being honored um, by gail king and um billy jean billy um Mm -hmm. billy jean king King, like um last night when they had her come and speak about it just for people of that ilk to be talking Mm -hmm. to you about in that manner and for her to see that and just say hey i want to do that too Mm -hmm. it was just such a dope moment and i just feel like i just had to share Oh, proud papa. Yeah, because Billie Jean King, having encouraged Serena so early in her life, telling her, don't change a thing. Don't change a thing. When you Mm -hmm. hear from someone like a legend telling you to just be you, 
that that just that speaks volumes. And because she listened and she had that person supporting her in that effort. Now, here we are decades later and your daughter is able to see that image on TV. So, yeah, plant those seeds, plant those positive seeds and continue understanding the assignment media entertainment sports the culture all of it understand the assignment the assignment is that inclusion diversity and representation absolutely matter so we appreciate you serena we tip our hat and hey i think we're all just glad that we might get one more we get at least one more match before you call it a day so you listen we're calling it a day here on atl day ones but only for a day Right. So once Mm -hmm. you finish checking out this episode, check out A to Z with Mark Zeno and come back tomorrow. And we are going to talk about more sports, sports and more sports. See ya. Y'all come back now. You hear? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.